Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the Old Testament reading, as we've been hearing from throughout this Lenten season, Exodus chapter 12. At midnight the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. This is God's word. It's hard to be the firstborn. You know a couple people here who are firstborn. Chloe, you're a firstborn. Sue, you're a firstborn as well. I'm sure several others of you. I am a firstborn in my family. It's kind of true that parents are a little bit harder on the firstborn. You know, because they're new at the parenting game, right? By the time they get to child number two, child number three, they've, they've got a routine, they've got things down pat. They're still cutting teeth on child number one. The oldest might feel pressure, whether it comes from their parents or not, to be an example for their younger siblings. Perhaps there's higher expectations because it's the, it's the first child, right? A lot of us, when we were younger, we wondered what it would be like to have children and then to see it come to fruition in your first child. It's quite, quite exciting. Now, if you want to understand the Old Testament, one of the keys to it is understanding the plight of the firstborn. Because it's literally all throughout the Old Testament. How difficult it is to be the firstborn and how repeatedly those who are younger get a leg up on their older firstborn sibling. Consider the first children born of mankind, Cain and Abel. Cain was the older brother. Abel was the younger brother. But God favored Abel's sacrifice over Cain's. And Cain, out of jealousy, killed his younger brother. You have Esau and Jacob, the twin boys of Isaac. It was Esau who was the oldest and was born first. But his twin brother Jacob came grasping at his heel even coming out of the womb. Esau, when he was famished and starving of hunger, sold his birthright to his younger brother Jacob for a pot of stew. And then later on, Jacob deceived his father Isaac, tricking him into giving him, the younger brother, the blessing that was meant for his older brother Esau. There was Joseph, Jacob's own son, who was loved and favored by his father, even though he had ten brothers older than him. There was David, who became king, even though he was the youngest of the sons of Jesse, 
and had older brothers who were far more impressive in stature. The Old Testament is literally the story over and over of the firstborn being rejected. And the one or ones who come after getting a leg up. Add to that plight of the firstborn. All the Egyptians who died on the night of the Passover. It wasn't their pride that got them killed. It was the the hardened heart of Pharaoh who refused to let Israel go. Now, don't get me wrong. The people of Israel were guilty of their own sin, of not believing in the Lord God, of not putting their faith and trust in him after the signs that he had performed in Egypt. But their collateral damage, the firstborn of every Egyptian home, from that of Pharaoh himself, to that of the captive in the dungeon, even the livestock. Our reading tells us that there was not a house in Egypt where there were not cries of grief because of the death of the firstborn. It's a story that repeats itself throughout the Old Testament. And you need to know this about the Old Testament. And that is, the Hebrew language emphasizes a thing by repeating it. And so when a theme repeats itself over and over and over, and you see the firstborn child, or the firstborn son, Repeatedly getting the short straw. Take note. Because what happens to the firstborn Son of God? What happens to Jesus Christ? He the only begotten Son of the Father, is rejected by his Father. His Father turns his back on him. And Jesus himself knows it. He cries out from his cross in the words of David from Psalm 22. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet Jesus knows. Because that's how it must be with the firstborn son. He will be rejected by his father for the sake of his other children. For your sake and for mine. Though Jesus is the only begotten 
son of God. The Bible also likes to refer to him as the firstborn. Because though he's the only begotten son of God, God has other children. Children of his creation. Children made to be shown his love and his grace. He has made you so that you might know his love, his compassion, that you might have the blessing of the firstborn. It is Jesus who St. Paul calls the firstborn of all creation because before there was creation, there was the Son, Jesus Christ. Paul also calls him the firstborn from the dead. He is the first to be raised in glory to life on Easter morning, but there are others who come after him. Other sons and daughters of God who will be raised as well. Paul calls him the firstborn among many brothers. That is you and I, our brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus, him being the first among us. And yet the writer to the Hebrews, who perhaps sets out to write his letter to draw connections between Old Testament sacrifices and the cross of Jesus. He in places calls Jesus the firstborn. But he also calls us the firstborn. The firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. You see, it's not you and me who are put to death on the cross. It's God's Son who is put on to death there, put to death on that cross. It's not you and me who are rejected, though we ought to be because of our sin. It's the Son who's rejected. It's not you and me who are struck down like Passover lambs and firstborn Egyptians. Jesus is the firstborn lamb. On the cross, the father turned away from his son. But on that cross, the Son willingly goes to be rejected by his Father so that you would not be. You are not rejected. Because this Lamb gives his blood for you, the Father looks on you in love. The Father looks on you as though you are his firstborn, as though you are loved with a love beyond compare. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.